Here we are. Welcome again to All Things Apostolic. Great things are happening. Some of them I'm going to tell you about today and some of them in the next, today hopefully, and tomorrow. We want to talk a little bit about how these things are happening. Now, if you listen to Pastor Miles Young on God Quest, um, you will hear him discuss perhaps in more detail than some of the things that we're just going to quickly review today. But these are remarkable things that are taking place, and we are excited about it. Uh, for example, my granddaughter and uh, grandson-in-law in love, uh, Peyton and London, um, are in Rosarito, Mexico. This last Sunday, they were preaching in the States, and Brother Miguel Perez, or Perez was uh, they're ministering. This is uh, this is like a brand new work. It's probably a, a month, maybe two months old now. I don't know. Not very old. And so uh, recently, the very first one, about two weeks ago, about the first one in this new work received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, the good news is that yesterday, the second one received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So it's off and running. We want to talk about uh, later about how, how do churches get where there is a momentum where people are receiving the Holy Ghost regularly. This is a really important thing in a local church. And I know there's local churches that they don't have people receiving the Holy Ghost regularly. And some of them have had very, very few receive the Holy Ghost in the last year or even, God forbid, but it's true in the last five years. So we want to talk about some of that. And then here's a case where the church is only two months old and um, and a, two have now received the Holy Ghost and others are going to receive the Holy Ghost soon. So we're very excited about that. Um, same thing uh, happening, um, interestingly, similarly, in Nicaragua, where Chad Scott is a missionary. And you've heard Pastor Young, talk about this on God Quest, which if you have not uh, tuned in, you need to, uh, and talk about some of the things that's happening. Well, here's a remarkable thing about Chad Scott. I don't know if you know Chad Scott and his wife, Sammy. They're a great young couple, very young. Um, he's been there and had a little building and a few saints. Um, I When I say a few, I don't know, maybe 10. I, I don't even know if it's that many. Uh, at any rate, they're they're going. They're having church. Well, within <laughs> within about three weeks, Chad has already started another church, and now he has another church in Chinandega, I think it's called, uh, and and it's 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 started. It's growing. It's got a little group of people. So this is. You know, the next time you're thinking, well, all of the young people in the apostolic movement, they're going to hell in a handbasket and nobody's going to be saved and they're falling apart. Uh, just stop and remember this this young man I'm talking about is probably 20 years old. I don't even think he's 21, um, is here and he and his wife, Sammy, are doing this work. They're young. They don't have any children. They don't have any bills. They don't have any debts. He had a wonderful position before he left to go there. As a very young man, he had a wonderful position. And um, uh, they're, they're, they're just doing it. So, so uh, don't discount what God's going to do through young people. 
Amen. Because here's another example in that you've heard of previously, and that is on the island of Roatan in Honduras is Stephen and Rachel Jones, a great young couple. He originally went there single and helped his father-in-law in building Hope Queer Training Center and then stayed, got married, has uh, three children, tremendous children, two boys and a girl. And um, uh, since that time has built the nicest church, the nicest Christian church of any kind on the island. Beautiful church. Has uh, When people get off of cruise ships that come to Roatan and when they ask cab drivers, could you take us to the best coffee shop on the island? They take them to Stephen Jones Coffee Shop. And um, uh, uh, what's the name of it? Taxi 314 is the name of the coffee shop, uh, which comes from the taxi where Pastor Young and I and Johnny King were on the island. Early one morning, Johnny King and Pastor got up, got a cab to go get coffee. And on the way, Pastor started witnessing to the cab driver. This is like, I don't know, 13 years ago now, maybe. And in witness to the cab driver, he was hungry for God. Long story longer, he got the Holy Ghost, got baptized. His whole family got the Holy Ghost, got baptized. He is still in that church, he and his wife, today. Their children are now grown. They were just little children when we were there. But their children are now grown and are leaders in that church. One of them is the assistant pastor. It's an amazing story, uh, Taxi 314. So anyway, that's where the name of the coffee shop came from. Beautiful coffee shop. Well, right across the street, through the largesse, the giving, the the passionate vision for missions of several American local pastors and churches. Uh, through their giving, Stephen bought a piece of property and uh, is there building the first apostolic medical complex in Honduras. Maybe the first apostolic medical complex in South America and Central America. As far as I go, maybe the first apostolic medical complex in the world. I don't know. I don't know of any. Uh, but uh, it's such a need there. And uh, the need is exemplified like this. Uh, they had a young lady that had to go to the hospital that fell or hurt herself. And she went to the hospital that is on the island. This is the, this is the, the island hospital. They went there. There are no covers on the beds. There are no pillows to be had. The hospital is in a low-lying area, and when it rains hard on the island, it floods that room, and it gets about a foot deep in water. They have to get everybody out of there, and then when the water recedes, there's mold on the walls, which mold itself is a health hazard, of course, as most of you know, maybe all of you. And uh, uh, so this is the condition. This is the condition. So, for example, on the island, there is not a single x-ray machine, not even one. So this girl that that fell, they can't even x-ray her to see if she has broken bones because there's no x-ray machine and no one to run it. So, you know, we in America, we gripe about a lot of things. But when you start talking about these kind of things, you find out there's a lot to be thankful for. And I know that you know that. So... Um, anyway, this is part of the progress that's going on there on the island. 
and uh, they've got this in, incredible process there. Now they're just starting a second church in, what's the name? I think Oak Ridge uh, on the island. It's not unusual already in the, in the midweek Bible study that they're holding there. Uh, it's not unusual for them to have 75 or 80 people show up for the Bible study in a little fellowship that they're doing. And so they're needing money for a building. It'd probably be, I think they said $20,000 to get it started. So this is, uh, I mean, if you want to give, that would be awesome. Um, but this is what is, this is what, I, in all these things I've said, these are young people that are doing this. When I talk about young people, we're talking all of them probably below 35 and most of them in their 20s and some of them barely in their 20s and they're already doing this. So if you're a young person today and you're watching, what are you doing with your life? And it all starts with this question, what are you doing in your local church? And do you have a passion for the things of God? And is all of the other things in your life secular things? Are they all secondary? Or are you giving them preeminence over uh, doing the master's will in the kingdom of God? Pretty important stuff. So we're excited about all of those things that are taking uh, taking place. Now, here at home, uh, for those of you that have not already heard, um, this past Sunday, April the 2nd, uh, this past Sunday, uh, we went to church on Sunday morning. Brother Mark Dross was preaching. While we were there, you could feel it. He said, I feel the spirit of, a, of, of the Holy Ghost crusade that I've just felt in Bolivia, uh, where he just finished a crusade, and in three days, 603 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Prior to that, the most people that had ever received the Holy Ghost in a crusade in Bolivia, which is not particularly known for Holy Ghost apostolic revival, but the most that had ever received in a crusade there was, I think, 167, either 164 or 167. And in this crusade in three days, it exploded into revival. So Mark Dross is telling about that on Sunday morning and preaching, preached a powerful message about your mouth and what you speak. And what you speak oftentimes is what you get. Anyway, he was preaching, and, um, and in the midst of it, near the end, he said, I feel the spirit of that Holy Ghost crusade hovering over this congregation right now. And you could feel it. It was there. And I was praying and I said to myself and to God, God, you could reach out and fill 15 people with the Holy Ghost here this morning. Well, my faith wasn't big enough. God filled 21 people with the Holy Ghost on that Sunday morning. <laughs> All of them were adults that got the Holy Ghost that day and a good number, I don't know how many, was baptized in Jesus' name. That was not all. Then that afternoon, <clears throat> in the afternoon service, the Spanish service at La Roca, five more adults received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And Brother Dross was there in that service also. He's the Iron Man. He preached on Friday night at the Rock. He preached on Saturday night at the Rock. He preached on Sunday morning Sunday afternoon, and then came back Sunday night and preached. And um, Sunday night, it was it was an outstanding service. Many people there uh, and guests there. And the Holy Ghost fell 
in that service. It was actually our Jubilee service, the one Sunday a month in which we take our Jubilee offering. And um, in that service, the Holy Ghost fell, and another, uh, let me think, how many was it? Like 36 people got the Holy Ghost. There were 62 that received the Holy Ghost Sunday. That's just two or three days ago. 62 uh, new people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And um, uh, out of that, most of them were adults. It was almost 50-50 when it was over because Sunday night, a, a, a whole slew of children, he focused on children, a whole slew of children and children of saints in the church uh, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost along with another group of, of, of adults. Several adults received the Holy Ghost also. So for the day... Uh, it was 62 people received the Holy Ghost last Sunday. And so in the last 14 days, that's about 82 people in those two weeks that have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And many have been baptized in, in Jesus' name. So we're excited about that. Uh, we're very excited about it. And However, the service was a, a, a jubilee service. In the middle of all that, uh, uh, Brother Dross had had them come and place the offering plans on the altar and people came and brought their offerings. I don't know how much the offering was, but I can tell you that with that offering, there's little doubt that in the last three months in that particular offering, not tithes, not off other offerings, not the uh, uh, general offerings, not missions, but in that offering, alone in the last three months, there has been now over $1 million given in that offering. And the goal is in the next two years to pay off $5.3 million, and we are going to do it in Jesus' name. And uh, so I'm, I'm very excited about, about that and what's happening there. So um, anyway, this is, this is just some of the reports. Uh, now, tomorrow... I want to talk a little bit to you about, you say, well, how in the world does all that stuff happen? What, what, what has caused all that chemistry to take place? Some people would say, especially in California. And others would say, especially in the capital city of California, where the governor lives and where the politics are, um, are from the standpoint of morality and the standpoint of sanity, the politics are crazy. But in the middle of all of that, in the, everything that's going on, God is giving tremendous revival. Now, how come everyone is not seeing that revival? This is not a criticism. This is just, this is just a, 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 a search for answers. So tomorrow I'm going to talk about a little bit about how a local church moves toward revival. Now I cannot do all that in one session tomorrow, but we're going to talk about it anyway. You got to start somewhere. So I thank you for being with me today. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow on all things apostolic.